0: never lose never choose to bruce cruise who do something to us oh, talk go through us do something to us want to do us screw us screw up yeah papa emp close like starksy and hutch stick to clutch yeah i squeeze three at your cherry and 3 bank all every right everybody welcome into episode 38 of justified pursuit cable smith alongside as always my good friend co-host the counselor himself Chisholm cook looking a little more spry today i would say you don't look like that run has been treating you too bad
1: yeah uh making progress man i think you'll probably hear that i still sound funny there's this head congestion part that um i think is getting better Mm -hmm. but it's like like dense thick stuff that just doesn't want to like i can breathe but it's restricted my cough is definitely better than it was three days ago. Uh, I've worked out three days in a row too hard, like Mm -hmm. circuit type training workouts and then just a a bike ride last night. And it seems like each day that I get some blood flow, I have less and less chest stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been a little bit worried about it. I can't remember if I've ever talked about it in the show, but up until 2015, up until for a couple of years, like 2014 and, uh, 2013 2014 I guess I had started having these sinus infections that would lead to like ultimately what I later kind of learned was basically like walking pneumonia um it kept happening and happening over a couple year period where you know seemed like once a quarter several times a year I would get really sick Mm -hmm. and I'd go in to just a general practitioner when we lived in the woodlands and he'd give me a z-pack erythromycin right right and so you take that for five days and by the end of that cycle of antibiotics, I'd be almost better. I'd feel a whole lot better, but I'd still have just like the slightest pressure in my chest. So I knew I hadn't like totally cleared it and I'd be done with the antibiotics. And, you know, four days later it would come back and be worse. And I would be hacking just, you know, I mean, really pretty freaking sick, you know, Mm -hmm. but no, you know, fever or, or anything else, just this upper respiratory infection. And that's why and, you're uh, addicted
0: to Mysanex now,
1: pretty much, yeah, <laughs> for real. And uh, you know, it was like you know, seasonal allergies were changing. I would end up boom with this sinus infection, and then I'd go back to the guy, and he'd give me a much stronger—I um, don't even know what it was called—but you know, something way stronger than a Z-Pack, mm-hmm. and that would kill it off. And it, it'd be—I'd be good for two or three or four months, and then it would come, you know, whatever spring would come along, and it would change. You know, I'd be sick again, and. I started seeing this uh like allergist and immunologist there in the woodlands a specialist right that our kids were going to see and he got me uh, this blood test and determined that i had a immune deficiency to the pneumonia bacteria pneumonococcal bacteria Mm -hmm. and like otherwise my immune system was really healthy and i just had this inability to fight off this one bacteria and that's a bacteria that is in everybody all the time right pneumonia is all over the place most of us can fight it off until something weakens your immune system and it puts you in the hospital. Right? So he gave me, there's a vaccine for it, <laughs> a traditional long standing, very well tested vaccine, uh, which all of our kids have gotten. And they generally give to older people. Like, you know, you, you get it before the age of two, and then you get it again after the age of like 65, cause it kind of wears off. And he was like, we're going to give you a booster of that and I bet you'll be fine. And so that was January of 2015. And I haven't taken a round of antibiotics since. Not once. That shit worked. And I and I still get, you know, I have allergies. This
0: is proof as to the fact that we are not
1: anti-vaxxers.
0: Amen, That's dude. Pro
1: experiment right. injecting into our bodies. That's right. Yeah. Vaccines that have been through the actual FDA process and had their long-term effects studied. Yeah. You know, like our kids <clears> aren't gonna get chicken pox, which I'm sure you
0: got, I got, probably most of our adult listeners got as well. Yep that sucked i don't remember I, I think i was in first grade when i got him
1: I, I remember being sick but don't like,
0: you remember like looking around like like your friends would be like oh no
1: i can't play with benny today because his family got chickenpox." Sure. it was a given they used to have parties just to let you know get just to get it right <clears throat> anyway i'm a little worried that this damn uh you know covid maybe <sighs> i don't know so it set me back on this i don't know i, I feel like it's kind of I the same pressure right. i think so too it seems to be clearing it's just taking its time it hasn't there. even been
0: two weeks and these are just a little bit of the lingering how's your yeah. smell Has that
1: come back Uh yeah. week but back but like yeah, uh, yeah i'm it's funny man because like for probably five days i feel like every now and then i'll catch a whiff of something and then i'll think oh my smell's back and then i'll go check it and I'm like nope you know and yeah but it seems like incrementally it's been coming back i could smell my coffee this morning for the first time you know but mm-hmm. but i still think it was like half power so yeah
0: that's about what i'm at still like 50 percent. i'm just yeah. resigned to the fact that it's just not gonna come back so, how long did it I mean, take it, for
1: you to get half power smell back um
0: i I never noticed it was just like a little gradual thing but i, yeah, I think same thing i'm doing you know maybe a week it wasn't a long a okay. long term side
1: effect just the the sense of smell coming all the way back has been a lingering thing but right my neighbor told me uh that his sense of smell has and his was he got it many months ago maybe around the same time the holidays something like that and he's got the same thing you you've talked about you know that his sense of smell is not fully back either Mm -hmm. so a really weird thing which goes to your point of proving this seems to be man-made is that i i i can now basically taste fine like i don't think that there's no there's no impairment of my taste but there's an impairment of my smell and normally if you can't smell you can't taste right the right. two are like inseparable right or really that the your t- sense of taste is like slaves to your sense of smell
0: it's weird dude <laughs> i will say this though and i've told a lot of people this if there was one sense that had to be compromised smell would be my first choice like obviously i want to see right want to be able to hear and communicate um i want to be able to taste and i want to be able to
1: feel so eh, smell if you had to choose one take it or leave it yeah i've been thinking about that as well and i guess i'd probably agree i did have uh the thought the other night like you know what if the house was on fire? What if the house exactly? Right. What if there's smoke in my house and I can't smell it? Well, then you still hear, hear the smoke Smoke alarms, alarms.
0: right. So. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad you guys are on the mend.
1: Um, Ashley had we, a 3-day headache this week that really took her out, man, like bad, and that was scary because it's gone now? Yeah, she's a lot better today. Um, and and she was a little better yesterday, so it, it's it's turning around. Happens to be that time of the month, too, and I can't help but think there's a correlation there yeah like getting over the virus and then starting seems you know that should possibly be related to
0: so not not the rona uh i am going to get my antibodies tested this week though i am up for my quarterly uh testosterone you know make sure you don't have ball cancer type of thing uh blood work it's a thing but okay well there i mean i looked at the order that the doctor sent in my i haven't switched doctors yet you know the fear-mongering one who won't prescribe right. ivermectin anyway he was probably offended that i was like i want to get my antibodies checked just because he's like oh you want to do that just so you don't have to get the damn shot mm-hmm. but anyway he was like well you're already scheduled for blood work and then it says you know on the blood work it's testicular monitoring is what they're doing with, when they check the I, i'm T i'm sure they are I was, just, I was just joking okay. so tomorrow i am going to uh go figure that sh- that out and uh because you know, I'm leaving for Africa in like two weeks and it's not going to change anything. I'm not going to run, get the vaccine if my antibodies are weak. I might just be a little more cautious. Um, I don't want to get it while I'm over there. But at the end of the day, I mean, you've, you're telling me off the air that there's more and more stuff about vaccines not even working against the new Delta variant. So,
1: yeah. Which that's, I, not, which I will that's say, not even podcast stuff that's mainstream news organizations reporting it for like a week now. to
0: be fair i did i was on record as saying you know f the delta variant is just more fear mongering that they're putting out there get vaccinated get vaccinated because uh there's a new strain out there but maybe it is more resistance to these vaccines and maybe that would make sense because it wasn't around when the vaccines were created so right
1: they, it's yeah it was created by man but then now nature is taking over and it's finding a workaround against these vaccines yeah basically.
0: which uh i did want, how do you feel about this so what do you think about our president saying he's just gonna knock on your door and uh make sure you're vaccinated listen to this shit
1: so please get vaccinated now it works it's free it's never been easier and it's never been more important now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oft times door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus.
0: You're going to knock on my door, government?
1: Dude, <laughs> I hope that they drop that like real fast. I, I, I really, I really hope that they don't try that at all. I have a feeling it's going to go really badly. Yeah, they don't, they don't need to do that, dude. But the fact that he feels empowered to say that kind of like, ah, dude, you know, I it's mean, right
0: on par with the, um, Hey, if you're going to rebel, you're going to need F-15s and nukes to do it.
1: That's right. Every, every single day, this administration proves that they are like exactly. <laughs> I think I mentioned this the other day that the, the, the one, the, the sort of primary fundamental distinction between the left and right is how much government you want involved in your life right mm-hmm. um at a at a, you know at a purely sort of philosophical level culture war stuff aside yeah every every day they keep proving w- why you know libertarians and and right leaning people have the mindset that they do uh, uh, Dan Crenshaw had a great tweet about it. it was just, it was just an Instagram post, whatever it was. It's just like, how about you don't come by my house and check on whether I've been vaccinated right. or not? Right. How about how about no, Scott? Like, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, something tells me that they're not going to show up in our neighborhoods. Right. Something tells me that they're going to show up in um underprivileged communities and start demanding that those people take their shots. Uh, good luck. I certainly wouldn't want to be one of the federal. Impl- <laughs> I made a joke to Ashley yesterday. I was like, "Man, you think that the, like you think that the Mormons get treated hostily when they show up at your door?
0: <laughs> like wait until the <laughs>
1: government shows up with their vaccines." And then today, I looked at the Babylon Bee, and they had an article on the Babylon Bee of exactly that. It was a photograph of Saki and uh, and Biden. Like with you know the white shirts and the dark tie and the nameplate on, <laughs> you know, doing their the Babylon vaccine evangelism. By the way,
0: <laughs> yes, it is total satirical. Those guys uh, are heroes. Publication, yeah. but they,
1: they do make some funny stuff. Uh, oh, and they throw insane shit out there, and then like a month later, it happens. Right. right like right. I was listening to a podcast a few days ago where they were the uh, editor in chief of the Battle on B was on with these guys, and he was just like, you know, he was asked like, "What do y'all think when you?" you know you you put something that's so outrageous out there you know it's like the onion for conservatives right Mm -hmm. and then and then it comes true and he was like yeah yeah, i mean we we can't seem to push the envelope out far enough like we we come up with something and we're like oh this is hilarious this will never happen and then like sometimes the next day
0: wouldn't it be crazy if we made this meme that said the democrats are going to blame defund the police on the republicans
1: right that sort of thing yeah (laughs) and it happens yeah one of the best they had was you know when the Trump administration was working out what they called the Abraham Accords, which was that huge Middle East peace deal, right? Uh-huh. Such a big deal that that uh, uh, the son-in-law, what's his name, Kushner, and he both got on the list for Nobel Peace Prizes, right? It's a huge deal, right? And the left is so adamant about not giving him credit for anything. They ran an article at the Babylon Bee, CNN, uh, you know, during during. <laughs> The the article was basically alleging that CNN, rather than acknowledging the Abraham Accords, was complaining that Trump was shaking hands at the Abraham Accords. And literally before the end of the day, CNN had published that exact article.
0: Wow. Yeah. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Something else. We really didn't go over show notes today, which I think sometimes makes uh, for a better conversation. We are going to review V for Vendetta. Uh, We'll watch that. Uh, so but one thing.
1: know in the podcasting world.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you saw this. Air Force Academy professor pushes for military academies to teach critical race theory. Uh, this is her name's Lynn Chandler Garcia, and she is a professor of political science uh, with the Air Force Academy, and she has this op-ed uh, as a professor of political science at the U.S. Air Force Academy. I teach critical race theories to our nation's future military leaders, because it's vital that cadets understand the history of the racism that shaped both foreign and domestic policy. Okay. Uh, I didn't serve God bless everyone who has now let's, you know, if there's one place where people don't see color Chisholm when you're behind enemy lines, you just look at your brother. And I've, I've talked to many people who have been in combat. These are your brothers and sisters. They don't see race. They don't see the color of your skin. That's They just don't. Um, that's my understanding anyway, at least right now in 2021. Uh, I'm sure 60, 70 years ago, that wasn't the case. But and I'm not saying that there isn't racism in the military. I'm not. But this just seems absolutely absurd. Uh, I haven't. Uh, my understanding is that those are probably some of the most open-minded people and colorblind people on the planet, especially the ones who've served
1: yeah um should be supposed to be you know the critical race theory is specifically an attack on the legal foundations of the united states as systemically racist right and as perpetuating quote systemic racism Mm -hmm. so in theory it, it shouldn't have anything to do with racism in the military per se she's saying that she's going to be teaching this you know r- racial legal analysis uh to the cadets so they but, can but quote, understand aside, it's going to teach but,
0: them to see colors what it's going to do just like i've said when i walk into the 7-eleven right, now now you know, i see a black you know, guy now i'm like oh what uh, this is awkward do i need to acknowledge your blackness do you need to acknowledge my white? what do we do here <laughs>
1: I'm not I'm not I'm not defending CRT. I'm getting I'm trying to go somewhere. I, I agree with you. Simultaneous to her saying that, right, the media for three to four weeks now, quote, the media has been trying to spin because of the huge backlash in person protests going on at city at uh, you know, uh, school board meetings, school board meetings, councils, thank you all across the country. City halls. Yeah. Yeah. The, the left is trying to spin out of. CRT because much like your wife's cousin you know saw firsthand when you look into CRT and its basis and what it says and then the outgrowth of it which I would describe what you're talking about is sort of the outgrowth of CRT yeah re reprogramming us all to only focus on each other's color they're they, they know how bad it looks and the backlash proves it right so they're making several arguments at once one argument is The people who are claiming that CRT is being taught in K through 12 across the country don't know what CRT is. That's a that's not true. Right. But and and they're not entirely wrong. Critical race theory, as propagated starting at Harvard Law School in the 80s, yeah, is not being taught to sixth graders because presumably they don't have the wherewithal to grasp it. Mm. But the outgrowth of CRT is absolutely being taught. You know, everywhere as we speak almost everywhere across the country in pockets, right? Then the flip side of the argument is those who oppose it are proving their racism. They don't want to teach slavery anymore, which is sheer, utter nonsensical bullshit, right? We were learning about slavery before this Harvard law professor came up with CRT, right? Like we're not in denial about the country's history, right? The question is, Is the constitution itself the declaration of independence itself the entire reason why we sought independence itself and all of the laws that have been promulgated since up until today all racist at their core and aimed at propping up white supremacy and therefore must be burned down and replaced with something which they still have not been willing to offer define that's because
0: there is nothing The, the declaration of independence is about freedom Yes. Slavery existed. It had to go away. There's nothing about white or black in there. We both agree that there, there have been times in American politics where laws have been written to oppress them. Well, op- oppress minorities, which it's for sure. always the Democrats that do it throughout history. It's been the left. And if they haven't figured that out, look at, go back to what we have talked about on the show. Look at these crime rates in these cities where they defunded the police. These are your leaders you elected. They're supposed to take care of you. Well, what they they fucked you over, guys. That's what they did. And you keep voting for them because you keep getting handouts. How much do we have to give you to keep getting your vote, even though we're not doing a damn thing for you? Look at the history of these major cities, 50 years, 60 years. Nothing's changed. You're still voting for the same people who are still oppressing you. I'm no I'm talking about politicians, not a color of people. Because a lot of the politicians getting elected are people minorities as well, and they're still oppressing their fellow minorities. Nothing; they're not doing anything for them, and they haven't. And that's what's that's what pisses me off.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the proof is the proof is the proof the proof was a good one. I liked it. Uh, The proof is, I mean, what you're stating is undeniable. You just you need only look at the conditions of these cities across the country. you chism are the Uh,
0: racist because you're a trumper and you vote conservative you're a racist okay well you're not you look at who's oppressing you it's the people you vote for
1: that's right and it it always has been go back go back go back to jim crow go back to slavery itself and its abolition and look at what side of the aisle was for what right if you are for small government you are inherently for freedom yeah, the, the one thing that they're right about with regard to critical race theory is that the government does oppress through laws and regulation and to that point if it's a you know an attack on laws and regulations that have racial outcomes they're right. How about less laws and regulations? That's the way to fix it, not more. There has been more. More has always been the problem. The more government intrudes in the lives of American citizens, the worst people's situations ultimately become. So I'll agree with critical race theory on that grounds. That ain't what they're getting at, though. They want to somehow impose equity, which is only going to create a disaster scenario like we've seen in every communist shithole in the history of Marxism. My main point a minute ago, though, was while the media is trying to spin their way out of critical race theory, then you have people like this lady at the Air Force Academy And also the biggest news of the week, probably, was the National Teachers Union. I can't remember what it's actually called, but it's like the national, the big National Teachers Union, the same one that was lobbying for the last year not to reopen schools, even though all the scientific evidence in the world said that there's no reason not to. Right. Those those people have come out definitively in the last week and said, we're going to fight to to teach critical race theory in K through 12 education in this country. So it's like, oh, so y'all are doing that, which is typical leftist crap dude they do stuff that's wildly unpopular their mouthpieces in the media try like hell to spin it cover it up cloud it paper it over but the hardcore progressives are always like nope that's exactly what we're doing yeah so <laughs> thanks you know i mean it's somebody like the lady
0: that wrote the the peeled back the layers on that um, time magazine piece that's right exactly <laughs> yeah Or, you know, you said that we were doing when when we said we weren't eh, we were doing them.
1: Yeah. Crenshaw says Crenshaw and like Ben Shapiro, these guys say all the time when the when the left tells you they hate this country, believe them. Mm -hmm. They hate this country and everything about it because they hate they're just full of hate. They're just miserable people. Can you imagine
0: a country so horribly racist and fundamentally like just corrupt when it comes to human nature? Can you imagine a country like that where a, bl- a black lady can be elected to Congress and then turn around and say, "When they say the Fourth of July is about American freedom, remember this: the freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen, and black people still aren't free."
1: Right. Yet you sit a, on a your black lady and in Congress, Congress. Right. Said that black people are not free.
0: Okay. Well, how did right. you get what?
1: We're Dude, it's like we say all the time: they don't have to make sense. Five years That's, removed from a it's black president. Be, imagine how liberating it would be to never have to make sense
0: it's gotta be awesome yeah you just say whatever you want
1: yeah it's like being a six-year-old
0: and here's the thing no repercussions ever you can if you're on that side of the aisle you can say whatever you want because then if you don't agree with me i can just call you a racist
1: racist (laughs) can we let's 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 move on to something else if indeed there if indeed there is anything
0: oh shoot all right v for vendetta we said we were going to watch it we did and man it was like watching <laughs> a movie of 1984 like the parallels you know it was it was awesome and scary at the same time
1: uh i have yeah that this some... kind of stuff freaks my wife out so bad man like she started reading 1984 again a few months ago she got like 6 pages in and had to quit yeah. she made it through the movie but she was like literally covering her eyes with a blanket Go ahead. Sorry. So,
0: well, so I, I was watching watching it probably in a little different setting than you. It was 11 o'clock and all the kids were in bed and I was like two bourbons in. So no, actually it was uh, late. I, I was up
1: till after 11 the night we watched it. I started okay. to be like, it's a long movie for yeah. an old movie. It was movie. over two hours. Yeah.
0: But as I was watching it, I was like, I don't want to have to get a pen and paper out. So I was just writing on my phone and then texting you my my notes as I was going. Um, So Natalie Portman um the main character she comes basically she's out past curfew that's the first like the first scene of the movie she's out past curfew and some thugs basically try to rape her uh and then that's where V comes in and kind of he's out kind of like doing vigilante justice in that scenario kills the three guys and then brings her back um well some other stuff happens but essentially she ends up with him and he kind of rescues her and, and um, the crazy thing is in the backstory, like Natalie Portman's parents are taken from their home at the very beginning of the movie. So she's already kind of seen this happen. Like her parents snatched up because they were wanting to fight the, they were fighting the resistance, resisting this new regime. Um, I'm going to just let you go from here. I mean, that's
1: just, just a little bit of the background yeah I mean, it seemed just like nineteen eighty four right and when we covered that to your point, it's like every minute, on the minute, there's something that resonates exactly with where we are right now. What I didn't realize about it <clears throat> until a friend of mine mentioned it to me about a week ago, which is why I brought it up on last show, was how on point it is with regards to this whole pandemic situation, mm-hmm. like you know it, it's it's nineteen eighty four but then well except for a couple things (laughs) the bad guys in v for vendetta are the conservatives right yeah um the 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 controlling party and in particular the supreme chancellor are you know i think it's supreme chancellor is the guy's position right he he basically took power of the uk I think it was in 2015, right? The, the The movie came out in like 05, 06. And, you know, fast forward to five years ago now, six years ago. That's like the time setting. Um, anyway, it, it, he's like, you know, anti-LGBTQ. He's anti-Muslim, right? It, the creators of this movie... Well, oh, yeah,
0: that was a main sticking <laughs> point in the whole deal was uh, the gay people right. w- that were mentioned in the film were just rounded up and taken a, essentially... Right. either they were experimented on or sent to like concentration camp type
1: right they were going to be yeah, exactly yeah. right um i guess what i was getting at was like the idea that the whole thing starts off with her like with the city under curfew mm-hmm. immediately i mean we didn't actually have curfews throughout most of the u.s some places did um but over in europe there were curfews i don't know if you were following it at all canada. but in how yeah so canada had them in holland they started having like riotous protests months ago already because, yeah, they had a curfew of having to go in by nine o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night or it's like the virus doesn't give a damn what time of day it is. What does this have to do with anything? You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, just the concept of a curfew. I thought was interesting. Um, the idea that, yeah, you could be just swooped up from your home, uh, you know, black bagged for having a, a, an opinion against the state. Um, you know, sounds a lot like Facebook uh coming along and and you know asking people hey do you feel like you've been you know exposed to extremists or any of your loved ones on facebook subject to extreme and they're only talking about people with a right leaning perspective on things you know like meanwhile you know they're admitting
0: there's extremists on both sides so but the
1: the 100% the but get to what what is an world. extremist in the first place right? right like somebody who just talks on the internet is that extreme or is it somebody who blows something up like V does? Right. Right. Like what they're doing is they're blurring the line between terrorism and opinion and and beliefs. Right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: More and more every day, the hard left in this country. I mean, just look at the way they use the term violence. They say all the time that words themselves are violence. You know, you get banned from Twitter if you say men are men and women are women. They call that violent speech. What in the hell are you talking about?
0: Mm-hmm. Or that's not speech.
1: violence. Yeah. yeah, but but they're going hate speech is one thing, right? First of all, it's what? a it's a creation of the left. But what? to call words violence, not words that are calling for violence that then lead to violence, violence, but words themselves are acts of violence is such a twisting and morphing of the English language and such insane nanny state, you know, snowflakery that it, it just it can't be tolerated and that's what like my, my point is if they if you thread all these things together if words themselves can be violence then somebody who uses words that the left doesn't like online is def- you know they can define you then as a terrorist right. right because you're doing violence simply by speaking or writing things out into the into the into the world and that's the whole Friggin' point, man. That's the whole point. It's thought yeah. police stuff, right? Oh, anyway, sure.
0: <clears throat> it, like her, so she worked at a Natalie Portman worked at a at a television station, right? A, I a, love the scene, a grunt yeah. there, right. um, and she was on her way to go meet the 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 talent of the most popular show. This dude in the UK. Well, she thought he was like into her. It turns out he was gay. He just couldn't come out because of, obviously, the government, the chancellor. Um, And when she escapes from V, because she's kind of like, she's still dipping her toes into this water of this rebellion resistance idea, which he's the leader of. Um, She gets away from him, and she goes and stays with him. She's like, who can I trust? This is the only person I can trust. Meanwhile, he goes on, going back to censorship, he goes on his show and makes a joke about the chancellor. Next thing you know, he, they come to his house, black bag him, yeah, and he's killed. Um, some other, some other thing. I mean, some other things. So there's your censorship, no freedom of speech. Uh, the human experiment experiments at the facility was eye opening. The co- oh, here's a great parallel. So this movie was what did you say? 2000? Yeah, five,
1: six, something like that. So here we
0: are 2021 actually it
1: might've been like, O3, So maybe even older than that. I think I was, so
0: here's, college. here's an election that's coming up and there's a virus. They release on the population kills 80,000 people. They, I think they poison the water at that point in time, well, it might be later. Might do it again. Um, but these things ended up in an unforeseen election result where the chancellor
1: was elected. Wow. That sounds really fucking familiar. So on point, it like my jaw literally dropped open. I was just like, (laughs) literally, there's a there's that 22nd bit in there where they are narrating what had happened in the past, because there's like an inspector uh, investigator who's trying to track V down and he's piecing all the puzzles back together. And so he goes through this little narrative where they explain the government creates a virus, unleash it on the population. Yeah, it kills, you know, nearly 100000 people that leads to the election of a right winger who's coming to reimpose order on the chaotic landscape weeks after his uh you know election just mere weeks later a quote miracle drug is you know created yeah a miracle drug is created that stops the vaccine and it stops the virus in its tracks and specifically all these people get super rich from that right like That that
0: the, the that Hollywood all elite basically. tracked
1: so perfectly. I mean, our government didn't create this virus, but they funded it. Mm-hmm. The you know vac- vaccines made twenty six new billionaires. I think you've explained right. No, uh, um, over two hundred in in the last. Definitely, definitely affected last year's election. The only thing that V for Vendetta gets wrong, from what I can tell, going back to. Kind of where i was starting is they blame the tyranny on the right when you know the only tyranny that i can see coming right now is coming from the left despite what the cia and the nsa and joe biden and you know (laughs) what the the squad i've heard a number of the people i listen to are renaming the squad the hamas caucus yeah despite uh, what all of them are claiming
0: again where you can be a racist and openly say you're a racist and nothing happens to you if you're a right. member of the squad right. um
1: oh i should yeah. mention the academy the you know the, the, the academics professorships professors mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're they're leading the uh, leftist tyrannical charge for sure um
0: let's see other things to note here oh yeah so he realizes that this rebellion's coming because there's a date on there of november 5th it's like he comes out and makes this big explosion and says hey comrades join me next year on this date and we will take our country back the chancellor comes out and says to his higher-ups his inner circle like just as violently as he can he says any chaos any chaos on this day on november 5th will be um anyone who's rebelling will be made an example of you know that reminded me of that uh f-15 nuke comment like that's <laughs> i mean really that's, that's what i'm saying what, dude
1: that's what i'm saying like
0: the, the, we're gonna <laughs> kill you if you do this
1: like the, who, who's who's regulating speech the left dude mm-hmm. The some of the most dramatic stuff to me was the holistic grip that they had on information right like one of the main subplots is that all of the news organizations can you know are, are being basically manipulated like puppets on a string by the chancellor and by the party right mm-hmm. again this all portrays that from a as though that's being driven by the right but there's no doubt who's in control of america's media and who's in control of the manipulation of information right like yeah. it's it's all coming from the left by the way the november 5th thing just so you know that's an actual date in british history november 5th 1605 it was called the gunpowder plot which the show starts with that, uh, you know, f- like a 400 years ago setting where, yeah, I don't remember the guys' names I had it pulled up here. Uh, failed assassination it, was- it was a failed assassin- assassination attempt against King James the first by a group of Proving- provincial English Catholics led by Robert Catesby, okay. who sought to restore the Catholic monarchy from the church of England after decades of intolerance against Catholics. So anyway, um yeah so his whole his whole vision and the whole primary plot of the show is to try to instigate an uprising that will fall on November 5th because you know there's there's uh historical um they 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 did the same thing they tried to like burn down parliament I think
0: what what's funny was that he was able to use the chancellor's um policy on information flow against him so the way that V gets the message out is he basically hijacks their system hijacks their system yep. goes to the, the tv station and hijacks it with a bomb basically making a threat to these people saying hey run this right now or i'm going to blow you all up well the chancellor's all pissed off he's like how could you let that happen everyone in the country saw it well the guy's like sir you made us have all of the tvs linked in to the same platform there's no way for us to prevent it from happening. And that reminded me also of 1984. Big Brother, here's all the telly screens, you know, watching you at all time. Yep. Um, so great parallel to the book there. Um, one of the things that stood out at the end of the show, so you have this in- investigator, what is his name, Finch maybe? Um, and he's always kind of like, he's the one that's uncovering what the government's really done throughout this whole investigation as he's trying to track down V and arrest him. And at the end of the movie, V is—he's killed uh, in a fight. He wins, by the way, but gets shot like thirty times. That scene times. is so badass. Yeah, awesome. I mean, He he's says something this like, huge will all you, yeah. vest, but it's got a million holes in it." And, yeah. and ultimately, you yeah, know, he gets he fucked he, up. Yeah, and he so he he but gets fucked everybody to up before Portman, he does. And he has this subway train just. Bombed out, like just bombs everywhere. All Natalie Portman has to do is push the lever and it goes straight to the Capitol and we'll blow it up. So she's about to do that. And then the investigator comes, you know, tracks her down, figures everything out. And V had the the subway system had been long defunct and he had kind of.
1: uh, He said he spent like 10 years rebuilding to get that train to be able to drive up underneath the parliament.
0: Yeah. And so she's about to pull the lever, and the guy's like, Don't do it. And he's got a gun drawn on her. But you can tell his internal struggle with the whole thing. And finally, he's like, Fuck it. She's right. Do it. (laughs) So he, you know, he came. So that brings up this question for me. If that time ever came in this country, don't you think there would be lots of people in the party, so to speak, that would ultimately side with? the side of right and justice, freedom. It gave me hope that someday if that ever happened, and hopefully it won't, but you never know uh, the way that we're heading. That's why we're having this conversation right now. Certainly a possibility, but it gave me hope that people in positions of power, whether that's in the military or politics would say, no,
1: screw that. We're not doing that. I mean, Uh, uh, If you look around the world today and certainly over, say, the last hundred years, you see example after example of people being basically oppressed into like tyrannical control by, I mean, like the Chinese Communist Party. There's a billion point three, right? One point three, four billion people in China. Mm -hmm. How many of those are actually party members? Right. Like how many of those like to your my guess would be the majority of that one point three plus billion people would love to be left alone and not have every aspect of their life scrutinized. Right. Same with like Korea. I mean, those people have been so brainwashed in North Korea that they don't even know that there's a world outside of, you know, their dark little peninsula. But Mm -hmm. I guess it doesn't take a majority to exercise control, it takes people being afraid, right, and being um, too comfortable. One of the main thought again themes of the movie was like life was too comfortable and people were too safe to dare their you know threaten their own safety and security and livelihoods by rising up, right. And and then when they did, they got taken out, right. There's this moment in there where he mentions when he's explaining to. Uh uh, Edie is her name, Natalie Portman's character. Mm -hmm. You know, V's explaining his sort of philosophy, and he says that the the people should not fear their government, the government should fear its people.
0: Oh, so profound. Yeah.
1: So profound, so spot on, dude. I mean, that's the point of America's Second Amendment, right? It's the entire philosophy that this this nation was was based upon was let the people govern and rule themselves, right? You can go back to his was it his inauguration speech when see there his inauguration speech or his first address to Congress. I think it was when he addressed the Congress it's technically not the state of the union but it's like it was Biden's first state of the union right he said something like how <clears throat> the people in the Capitol building in that moment were were they were America they were the government and the government was the country no right. you you sorry son of a bitch no yeah. you are representatives This is a representative democracy. You're there to serve us, dude. Same exact point with regard to the F-15s and the nuclear weapons. He basically said, you all need to be afraid. And, you know, you can shove your AR-15s up your ass. I've got nukes and I've got F-15s. It's the exact opposite of what a true free representative democracy is supposed to be about. That's the entire premise of this movie. And to your point. only if there are people that are willing in, we talked about this last week in the words of Thomas Jefferson to shed blood in, you know, potentially if necessary to water the tree of liberty, right? Only at that point would what you're talking about be possible, right? Where uh, the way I see it right now, I'm certain I I feel like we do see people who are still willing to fight and uh, we see it from both sides, you know, say whatever you want about Antifa, those people are willing to get their skulls cracked for what they believe in. Right? They believe that every part of America is fascist except for them. It's hilarious because they seem to behave like fascists to me. Yeah. But either way, they're willing to go out in the street and and you know knock heads with guys from the right like the uh, Proud Boys or whoever, right? Who are equally willing to stand up against them. You've got, you know all of the people who supported the BLM protests slash riots last year were willing to go out in the street and risk getting hit in the head with a smoke grenade, right? Loot. Yeah, well, my point is just like willingness to uh, incur a little danger for what they believed in. And I think you see the same thing from the right with, you know, what happened on January 6th with what's happening more importantly at these school board meetings. These people, they're going up and shouting down, These assholes, you know, refusing to be silenced, refusing to give up the microphone, knowing the law, knowing that these 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 councils are not allowed to be having meetings behind closed doors off the record where they're subversively plotting to undermine these people's children. Right. You're seeing people on all sides of all spectrums who are sick of it. The problem is they're all coming from different directions. Right. At the end of the day, like I said, with regard to CRT. The problem is government. Mm-hmm. The problem is government. Whether you're a left wing Antifa, you know, agitator or a right wing January sixth, you know, walkabouter. <laughs> the problem is government. And if everybody would get to the same, <laughs> get on the same page as far as that goes, and realize that the less government intrudes in our lives, the better, everything would be fine. But instead, what you have right now is the majority of the American left saying, I need more and more protection from my government. And for decades, you've had the American political right claiming that they're about small government while they grow the scale of government, you know, ad infinitum. I mean, W. Bush grew in his eight years, the government. We got the Patriot Act during the Bush administration, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. and now in 2021 we're about to get the same effing thing only instead of looking for foreign extremists and terrorists they're going to be looking for domestic extremists and terrorists which is pretty much anybody who voted for trump
0: which you i mean are they going to come with black bags for us
1: because of this podcast i mean dude, if things keep trending in the direction that they are I I think about this every single day. Absolutely. It's entirely possible. Well, at least take
0: us off the internet. They'll be like,
1: just, yeah, well, right now, like China, right now, the approach controls the flow of information. Yeah. As far as we know, they're not scooping people up and, you know, black bagging them, but they can definitely delete you, delete your presence from the internet. Right. They can definitely ping you on Facebook and ask you if you've been exposed to extremist thought, right. And offer you a lifeline. But, you know, at the same time, we've already covered this. Every major news outlet in America has covered the fact that the FBI has deliberately set young men up as terrorists, calling them and trapping them by convincing them to commit terrorist plots only to then arrest them. So how's that that much different than the black bagging thing? These were not people, maybe for whatever reason, they had shown some tendency, some mental weakness that indicated they'd be willing to go along with some crazy ass plot. The FBI is preying on them to justify their own existence, right? And to justify the use of these techniques and these monitoring systems, man.
0: Yep. Yeah. uh, Well, uh, it's a great great movie. Uh, Like I said, I probably watched it half-cocked 15 years ago in college and didn't remember anything other than V's mask that he wears. Right. Which is so cool because he sends out 100,000 of these masks to the population It just show it, it reminded me of like uh during the riots oh there's bricks that are available yeah. where do these bricks come from we don't know they're just here throw them through windows right. it's like here's your mask put it on let's go um so anyway um it
1: was a super cool movie dude i yeah, i uh not just because of, of the relevance
0: to, i don't know yeah, it was, it's just a was badass it, rated r? it might only be pg 13
1: i don't know yeah i don't it, know it,
0: that it had enough gratuitous violence to be r it might be i'm not sure but um did, I, I just great, like great recommendation whoever told you about that yeah. parallel between that and 1984 kudos to them
1: yeah they it, it, in it yeah, it had been several things recently, several people who had kind of brought it up, and then my buddy Lance specifically talked about how it's got this pandemic angle to it and that's when I was like, oh, we got to check this out and you know it, without all that it would be an entertaining flick. it was a good movie um I was watching it and I was probably two thirds of the way through it and I was thinking, who the hell made this movie like I don't even know. But you know it was well made. I felt like, and I looked it up, <clears throat> and it's the Wachowskis, the guys who made the Matrix films. Huh. Um, now it's it's based off of a, you know, f- I think forty year old. That's a big carrot. <laughs> Check out the size of this carrot. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Random, but yeah. anyway, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it's based off of. I think it's. I think the original. It's what based off like. Ca-
0: what just happened? You just pulled a carrot out and said, "Look at the size of this carrot." What just happened?
1: My wife has been at the farmers market and decided that I needed to see the carrot <laughs> while we were recording.
0: <laughs> okay, <clears throat>
1: um, love you, hon. Uh the the, 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 mo- the movie is based off of a graphic novel. It's made by the graphic novel was written and, and drawn by the same guys who made like The Watchmen mm-hmm. and um, one or two other, you know, uh, graphic novels that have been converted into films. Um, so that's the primary story. But then the movie was made by the Matrix guys. Interestingly, <laughs> I learned in looking them up, they're no longer called the Wachowski brothers. They're now called the Wachowski sisters because both of the Wachowskis, the Matrix guys, have undergone gender transition, which is why there's an obvious and heavy-handed LGBTQ RSTUV thread within the film. Um, I'm sure that they wouldn't agree that the it's the left wing in this country that's seeking to oppress people the way they portray the right. Uh, despite the evidence mounting every single day. But yeah. <clears throat> anyway. So, yeah, I mean, well, you know, you know for, good for
0: them. Like we always say, once you're an adult, I don't care, you yeah. make your own decisions, you know, cut your wiener off, do it. Look, right. girls. Good job. Um, one yeah. other thing that I, I wanted to say here, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, but um, when Biden was running, And I was just thinking about this, comparing him to the chancellor. I thought Biden was just this old grandfatherly schmuck who's, you know, half riddled with dementia. Can't even climb up the, you know, we've seen, can't even climb up the the stairs of Air Force One without falling down three times. You're right about all that still, wherever you're going with this, you're still right about all that. I didn't realize how just dangerous this dude is. Right, with his comments, the, all of the comments he's made in the last yeah. month, like, of hey, you know what? Do something about it. We'll just blow you up. We'll just come to your house. We'll we'll come to your house and vaccinate you. All this shit is pretty scary to me. Yeah, man. So I didn't give the guy enough credit because whether he's a puppet or not, he's coming out and saying things that I never thought I would hear. Not just him, but any president say.
1: I agree, hundred percent. I would argue Kamala was the
0: dangerous one.
1: Oh, I think she still is. Um, although I'm starting to be less worried about her because she's s- I've set up a- for a year now, but she's so, so terrible yeah. and well, not just unlikable, man. She's just not good at her job. Like she's really, really bad. I don't think she's good enough as uh, what would it be called? A leader, a politician, a rep. I don't think that she has the skills necessary to take the kind of power that um you know, would really scare us. I think she's inept and that's being proven Dude, they're heart. I mean, the Washington Post, CNN, the New York Times, they're all writing articles about the in Politico, about the infighting going on with her staff. Like she's doomed, which is hilarious because again, if they had paid a lick of attention to their own effing primaries, they would have known that they brought in a absolute joke to run with him. Back to Biden. I don't, um, I still believe that his ineptitude is the problem that his that his being a puppet is the problem. Um, I don't know. Well, he was an authoritarian in the 90s. I mean, let's all remember he wrote the crime bill that put a half a million black men in jail for, you know, minor drug offenses, which by and large enforced. That's right. Right. Um, But I think the fact that he is senile And clearly, you know, his faculties are slipping and getting worse on a daily basis um, just makes him more malleable. And so whoever wants to press left wing authoritarianism um, is able to do so because, you know, it's the same. Like, what do do we always say about old men? An old man will say anything. Right. They don't have a filter. Right. To your point, I, I imagine that 20 years ago. Joe Biden would have known better than to threaten the American public, the American gun owning public with F-15s and nuclear weapons. But now that he's 78, almost 79 and has suffered two strokes in his lifetime, you know, and hardly can convey a thought. What he does convey is the only thing that pops into his head. Cause guess what? Dude? He's not, he wasn't wrong, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We know that, you know, our AR 15s, if push really came to shove, aren't going to be super effective. But we also know that the fact that 60% of American households is it 60 or 40 are armed? Uh, I don't. I this, don't is, this is your number. I know. I'm trying to think. Um, Either way, somewhere in the ballpark 60%. of half, right, are armed. I think it's 60% that are armed. Yeah. And therefore, what we have is Which basically we just added
0: eight million more to that in the last we, year. we
1: have a Cold War style state of mutually assured destruction, stalemate of mutually assured destruction, right? The government slash military knows that if they wanted to impose true martial law on this country, there would be bloodshed. And the people know the same that even though they wouldn't actually stand a chance against the US military if the military organized and started marching on our own cities. The fact that we're armed and, you know, the politicians want to stay, keep getting elected just assures that we have this gridlock. So that's OK. Like, I know that your F-15 and nuclear arms are more powerful than our AR-15s, but, you know, we have them and it will be wildly unpopular if you mow down, say, uh, 50 million of us. Right? right. Or 10 million of us or I, 5 million of us. Do do believe that there. I've, I've thought
0: about that a lot. Could we actually defeat the U.S. military? Maybe so. If 50 million of us took them on, the, the losses would be staggering, right? Absolutely staggering. But that's a lot of people. A lot of people. How many of them would actually stand up and be willing to fight for their freedom? I don't know.
1: But well, and one of the things I used to think was how many.
0: How many military how, would the, the, turn the, on them, though, too, like. The 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 Join our ranks. the off
1: right the officers of the United States for this <laughs> the off no shit the <laughs> officers of the United States military are not supposed to carry out unlawful unconstitutional orders right yeah. so the question is would the military actually go there right mm-hmm. the vast majority of the U S military are still conservative people right who do believe that they're there to serve the citizenry of this country right but then you know when you see what's happening right now. And you start to even just think about it and you realize that to become top brass in the United States military means getting your butt to DC and playing the political game and shifting with the winds, just the way Biden has done throughout his career. You start to get a little bit concerned about at what level of that organization would the break occur where they say, we're not doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. My hope is that the joint chiefs of staff won't ever come to that. Right. Yeah. I don't think that that they would but I can tell you that as long as 60% of American homes have firearms, we kick that can as far down the road as we can. The day that we let them take them is the day we no longer have a situation of mutually assured destructive stalemate.
0: So I guess the thing is just to keep flexing on it. You know? there's I'm not saying... Almost flaunting it. Like... He's gonna say that, then we're. What is our response? You know, we're not gonna let him walk all over us. So, there's a little bit of a flex there. As,
1: I mean, I don't think as it as went it over be. well, man. You know, I don't think it went over well. I think there's people that have voted for Democrats for 40 years who heard that and were like,
0: "Yeah, ooh."
1: I mean, look what happened to Beto when he came out and said, "Damn right, we're gonna take your AR-15s." Mm-hmm. Pretty much ended his. Where's he been? He's a ghost. Yeah. He showed up in Austin a few weeks back. Um, I don't even remember what was going on in, in downtown Austin, but um, he was banging away about this kind of stuff, actually, uh, you know, right-wing extremism and guns and, and blah, blah, blah. And he got, he went in and he was talking to these two chicks. I don't even remember where I heard all this, but it was all recorded, right? He's like out there trying to promote left-wing I would call what I would call left-wing extremism, right? Left-wing authoritarianism. And he picks these two cute, you know, they look like co-eds at UT or whatever. And um, you know, he starts basically a cost, you know, asking them about maybe they asked him, <laughs> talking about, you know, the, the cops killing innocent, you know, black people and, and this and that and whatever. And they were like, What about Ashley Babin? What do you think about Ashley Babin, Beto? And he was like, uh, uh, and they were like, well, I mean, you talk about police killing unarmed citizens wrongfully. Right. What about Ashley Babin? How come we don't know the police officer's name who killed Ashley Babin Beto? I mean, they got that after his ass, dude. Yeah. You think, um, so I, I didn't want to go here on this
0: podcast, but you brought it up and I think I have to now. So I, when I posted that thing about Biden in the, what he said about the F-15s and the nukes, it, Somebody on my Instagram page, not, not our Justified Pursuit page, but I posted it there. He said, he basically got into the whole Trumper thing. You're just a Trumper. You, you guys marched and sacked the Capitol on January 6th. You killed government employees. I was like, mm, Chisholm mentioned on the last podcast that no one was actually Why? killed. And so I went and looked at the autopsy reports of all five people that died. Obviously, Ashley Babbitt shot. Unarmed citizen killed. There was uh, a guy. Two heart attacks. Two guys died of heart attacks. Yep. There was a, another. I think it was a girl who was had a overdose of amphetamines. Like she died because of a drug overdose. Yep. That's it. And then the actual cop that died. Um, I can't remember his name, but either way. He died of a stroke.
1: Svetnik or something. He died
0: of a stroke. (laughs) Yep. He died of a stroke. Went home. These are are medical facts. This isn't right-wing propaganda or any other bullshit. Anyone can look it up. And the guy's like, no, no, no. In fact, you guys are responsible for those people's deaths. I was like, some of the people that died were the ones marching. And no government employee was killed. And he goes, well, there's videos of them pushing away 200 cops. I was like, there's videos of the cops letting them. How many
1: people have died in Portland in the last year Seriously. thanks to antifa and BLM,
0: does anyone even remember people- the black shop owner's name that got killed by uh, a looter like no no one gives a shit about that nope but if it was a white cop shooting a black guy well it would be all over the news and there'd be rioting and protesting and marching and you know it's just a double standard so anyway, th- I mean, the guy was just so like, you know, you're, you're Trump. Who is, where
1: was this online? I this guess. was on
0: Instagram. And I usually yeah. don't get into those things, but I was like, okay, this is someone who follows a hunting page. It's a private page. What's his, what's his game here? I guess he was just on there to troll. So,
1: yeah, I will uh, say again that,
0: that, but it made me look up the, the causes of death. And I was like, oh, sh- I remembered you saying that. And I was like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm
1: going to reply to this guy because I know that that's bullshit and the information's
0: out there for everyone you can get it it's there for you look it up
1: and it's all it's it's in the typical left-leaning mainstream news outlets but because they ran with false narratives initially there's and then it happens all the time right
0: that guy honestly nobody ever sees or pays
1: yeah well because
0: i we don't condone it you and i do not condone it it sounds like like
1: what he's saying is but for the storming of the Capitol, all those people would be alive, regardless of the fact that they died of a heart attack or a stroke or whatever it would be. That it was the tense, you know, that's environment.
0: His whole thing was white supremacy. That's the other thing I forgot to mention. Like you're a white supremacist, you voted for Trump, then and, and this is why you're you're Dude, you're, I on, put, you're one of the proud boys. What? Come on, that's like me saying you're uh, extreme. You're you're as bad as the the squad. That's your mentality. But I don't say that because there's. I, I, Beautiful people on both sides.
1: I know this, man. Joe Biden supposedly got the most votes in the history of the American presidential election. Donald Trump got the second. And so if one side wants to continue to look at the other and say, all y'all, all all y'all are white supremacists, despite the fact that he got the most African-American votes in 60 years, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that he got the most Hispanic votes in ever right? Despite the fact that if you watch the videos of people, again, meandering through the velvet ropes of the statue room,
0: walk about it, you'll
1: see all sorts of colors of faces among those people. Yeah. Dude, I, I remember watching this British guy doing live reporting that day from the Capitol. And like he grabs about seven people to talk to. They're narrating over this montage clip, right, about how all of these white supremacists were storming the Capitol. But like five out of the seven people he talked to were Asian, Hispanic or black. Mm -hmm. Like they're it was so 1984. Again, they're saying one thing and you're looking at something completely different. I put a link on last week's show towards the end of the show notes for anybody who wants to check it out. Of CNN coverage. It's a YouTube link of CNN coverage of, of the Capitol storming in real time. And you you can hear uh, it was either Wolf Blitzer or Anderson Cooper, one of those two, and definitely Jake Tapper narrating. They're, they're showing like a like camera footage from sort of it must be a security camera from the, uh, you know, from one of the rooms with the statues that they're they're walking through, and those guys are all just like, "This is unbelievable." The capital is this under siege, and it's it's the whole time they're talking. At least I didn't watch the whole video. I'm sure they found some point at, to splice in some of the chaos outside, right? Or maybe the mm-hmm. dickhead with the horns on that was, you know, standing at the lectern. But at least the initial thirty seconds of the video is people walking between the velvet ropes, looking around as if it was any random Wednesday, and they were tourists. Meanwhile the CNN commentators are talking about it as though they're burning the building to the ground.
0: Like as in something you would see in Seattle or Portland.
1: (laughs) Exactly. All right. Uh, I will say one, one last time, one liner. I want to, well, I want to say two things. One, again, the right is not supposed to be the party of, you know, looting and writing, right? Yeah. It's, it's the party of law and order and respect and, Personal responsibility, right? So breaking out windows and climbing into the building, which is what, you know, how Ashley Babbitt ended up getting killed, should not have been coming from those people, right? And Trump maybe didn't call for it, but he definitely didn't do anything to keep a lid on the situation. Go away, Trump, by the way.
0: Yeah.
1: Agreed. So we're not sitting here saying that those people were right to do what they did, right? But we are saying there's absolutely a false or uh, a double standard when it comes to what happened throughout last summer versus what these people did. And all you got to do is look up the videos and it's clear as day. And to claim that they were all white supremacists, again, look up the videos and count the the, the non-white faces. Of course, Asians these days are considered white, right? But whatever. The other thing I want to say is getting back to the whole, would we get black? Are we going to get black bagged for these conversations? Don't think I don't think about it all the time. And don't think while we're sitting here talking and kind of edging towards this discussion of the January 6th stuff, especially the thought is not in my head. Is this legitimately going to get us in trouble? Because it absolutely is. But the whole point of this show since we started it has been to uphold freedom of speech, thought and expression and to live like that because when we're no longer willing to do that, that's when tyranny has won. And, you know, It's not to the point, and God pray, I pray that it never comes to the point where we're having to take up arms to protect our liberty. So, but right now, what we're going to do is we're going to keep talking about these things and ask the important questions and press the envelope because people have to be doing it. And thank God for podcasting in general, because that seems to be the only place where people are having these hard conversations and really taking a strong look. That's right and you know and the and the left is on to it because they started writing right after the election on the times about how podcasts are places where people are having unfettered conversations god forbid and then you know <laughs> so unfettered anyway. that seems like a good a good word yeah like i think um, we should change the name of like the podcast unfettered
0: like, con- <laughs> yeah uh, so unfettered Yeah, I like to have unfettered conversations. That means no holes barred. Just let's get down to the nuts and bolts of what's really going on. How are you going to get the
1: truth if you're not willing to have an unfettered conversation?
0: Right, right. All right, man. Well, great stuff today. That is going to do it for episode 38 of Justified Pursuit. For the counselor, Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith, and we will see you guys next time. Peace. (laughs)